Hello, everybody. It's Hal on my personal feed, and we're going to be streaming into Hal's Donut House, my podcast channel. I have a family reunion today with a dear friend and meta co-worker, Tina Hilk, who is the goddess of community and all things fun and exciting. Um, a little bit about Tina, first off. Tina and I worked together in a certification program for, get, for almost two years, a little over 18 months. Um, she is a dear friend. She was a, uh, she did certified training for the program. She attended dozens of lives with me, and we decided it was time to get back together and talk about all things community. So, hello, Tina. How are you? First off, I haven't talked to you live in weeks and weeks and weeks. If you see us do that, it's a private joke. Ask me offline, I'll tell you what it's about. <laughs> it's so yeah. nice to sit down with you on a live. It's been way too long. It's been way weird not seeing like, seeing you live. Like I don't know what ten times a week. <laughs> I ten notifications. How is live? How is live? Didn't have any right now. So so happy to see you live here. I, I love you it. Okay, I, I'm doing good. I'm 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 I'm. I'm working, uh, doing a little consulting stuff and uh, just having some fun and enjoying life and, yeah, just doing my community you're, thing like You're always. traveling the world as, as you have a globe now behind you. You didn't have I got that. You know, we're talking about community today, today right? But I yeah. always wanted a real globe, right? That's a real globe, okay? Not a little a desktop. That's like a grip. That stands on the ground, right? So I like a real globe? It's a really, real, real one. <laughs> I remembered. Okay, so um, I manage a, a 50 plus thousand local yard sale group. People buy and sell stuff. And I'm always looking, I'm not, I don't buy a lot there, but I manage it and, you know, that kind of thing. And I have a team, I have a mod team that works with me, like seven or eight people that are incredible that manage the program, the team for me, the group for me. And this globe comes up. I'm like, whoa, how much? So I look at it and it's like $30. So I zoom in. Is it like a real globe? So I call the guy and he goes, yeah, we just want to get rid of it. Come get it. 30 bucks. It's, it's, it's metal. It's, it spins all around. It does all the globe things. And I now own a globe for 30 bucks. I have the whole world in my hands. That's a joke. But anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Tina is, I think, pretty much literally across the planet. If we, yeah. I think if we drilled a hole right through the center of the earth, I would land in Finland. Yeah, probably on my backyard. That would that would be annoying, wouldn't it? It's, it's pretty really cold. It's pretty cold though, so yeah. probably you would have it would be really hard to dig. Oh, that's okay, and I'll bring a jacket just in case. But anyway, okay. So I found out you and and we talked we talked about what we're going to talk about today for a little bit. And please, if you're watching this live or watching the replay, please let me know. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I would talk to Tina if nobody watched. I really would because I just she's such a dear friend. Uh, we've done that a bunch of times, too, where we just hang out in a Zoom room and say, hey, let's check that up. But please make a comment, ask a question about anything we're talking about. and uh, Or just drop a quick hi so we can Yeah, just drop a hello. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, like, 30 questions about that alone. Okay, you're in Finland. I, yes, I, I, did, I did three seconds worth of research about Finland. I'm now a Finnish expert. Great. I found out. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. I found out that uh, 
Hey, Harvey, welcome. Harvey on my profile is watching the live. Okay. So, Anthony, my son, my podcast king is watching. Axel is watching. Axel is watching and sent the donut. I yeah. love it. Okay, so, that fits for Hal's Donut House. Dingle's is famous for some things. I'm going to ask you about, to talk to, there's only three things. Okay. Okay. What's the deal with the Northern Lights? You can see them in Finland. I see pictures of them. Do they really, first of all, do they really look like the pictures you see on the internet, which is like this alien looking light source coming through the sky? What do they really look like face to face? Yeah, it, it, it's the kind of alien looking light and it moves. It's not like static, it moves. So so maybe you go, maybe you head to YouTube where you can actually see it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, you can see those now you can actually see those a lot on in august already so it's not a winter thing um they're much much stronger when you head to to lapland where it's really cold really like really cold like i mean <laughs> the you can feel the breath in your nose icing up kind of cold um but yeah you can see those okay I think because because you're a mom, yeah, and uh, I get along. I, I have like this kinship with your son because he's yeah. exceedingly inquisitive, and I I, I love the, some of the things he comes up with. I, I don't know how to. I'm not going to pronounce the next two correctly, but I'll try to explain it so you'll you'll know what. Why are the Moomins M O O M I N S so famous? Explain what a Moomin is. <laughs> See, I did my research. I really researched this. Yeah, yeah, they Everybody are. Everybody know this. Hold on, I'm gonna. I don't have a moomin here, which is weird because we have a lot of those. But yeah, they are these um creatures that are really famous here in Finland, and I think there isn't. I don't think up to this day there is a kid in Finland or a kid who has grown up in Finland and doesn't know what the moomins are. I mean, they are everywhere, but they are these white creatures. Um, funny enough though, the the person who came up with with the movements to the young son. She is like Finn Swedish. Um, first drew the movements about her family. So they are actually her family members. And the first movement ever was drawn before the world war onto the door of a toilet to scare off her little brother. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like, there is this weekly show which has been going, I mean, I watched it. As a kid, like my my aunt, we used to live in Germany. My aunt literally took, recorded the TV show and then sent me the VHS cassette so I could watch it in Germany. Um, my kids watch it. They now made it. I don't know how many new versions of it. Um, in the city where I live, there is actually even a moving world where you can visit in the summer. And there's this huge creatures walking around and. Yeah, it's a huge thing. I Japanese thought that was really, really important. Love it. Mm -hmm. So, so we get a lot of Japanese tourists which like, go nuts about about the movements. I don't know the story behind that, why it is, but I've been asked like by tourists, like, is this the same water the movements swim in? I'm like, sure, and then they jump in. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, it's. I mean, it's I thought you know, I mean, for, you know, we don't. Um, 
Roxana, hello. Anita, hello. All watching watching the live feed. Very, very cool. If you guys have a question about Finland or about community or about why we talk about this vitally important stuff, uh, <laughs> we'll definitely answer the question. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, you know I love donuts. and First off, just to let you know, the Howl's Donut House podcast, the graphic with the donuts and everything. Thank you, Tina, for creating that. She did the graphics for me, and uh, she came up with the tagline which is donut be afraid of community. I freaking mm -hmm. love that. Okay. One last question about Finland uh, being a donut aficionado. I love my donuts. I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up because I don't know how to, the A with a little two dots over it. I don't know how you pronounce that, but okay. it, it looks like mammy M A M M I. It's a, like a dessert oh, thing that looks like mud. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I cannot survive. I cannot sleep tonight if I don't know what the heck that stuff is. What is it? Is it a dessert? That's yeah, how I did my research. I really did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a dessert. And it's it's like it's the thing they eat around Easter in Finland. There's some mammy lovers who eat it all year around. Um, it's made of water rye flour, um, ground malted rye, salt, and dried some kind of orange zest. Um, I've eaten it once. Is it a dessert? Is it a dessert? I've never understood the mammy culture, so if you tag me in this live to finish, people are going to kill me in the comments because <laughs> I'm not a friend of that. Um, it doesn't look appetizing, to be honest with you. It looks like mud. It looks like mud. Yeah, it looks like mud. To me, personally, it also tasted like mud. I guess <laughs> it tasted mud as a kid. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, they put cream and sugar on it. Some don't put cream on it or sugar, but they eat it around Easter. Okay. I'm glad we got all the really important stuff over with first, which is yeah. all that stuff. Now let's get yeah. into the fun stuff. What I do love, I'm going to yes. give you a finished fact, which Please. I really love, and I think you're going to love it too. There's Finland is actually, even though Finland is like, we don't have that many people around here. Like I think there's five or 5.5 million people living in Finland. So we not really many people here, but we consume the most coffee in the world <laughs> and that is because in finland coffee is not just you know a drink it's a culture like whenever you you go to someone's house whether you want to or not they're going to make some coffee and they're like they're going to ask you this question like do you want some coffee and if you say no they're going to give you this weird look like what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll have to remember that <laughs> so so yeah in finland the coffee culture is something I really love. And the coffee is really more, they have they have traditional coffees. Like every time there's an election, after that you have an election coffee. Like you go to a coffee house or you, you make some coffee at home and you, you get something like donuts or, you know, something. And you have the election coffee. When there's the Olympic Games and someone from Finland wins gold or the Swedes, which is basically the same thing if you're better than the swedes who cares about the gold um then you drink the metal coffee 
If you get a new job, you you drink a coffee. Basically, to whatever coffee is the thing you you have. So yeah. Okay, let's get into community. Yeah, let's do let's that. talk about community. I you you and I talk have talked for a long long time about the similarities and stark differences between face-to-face community like your neighborhood or your town and online communities. What What is it like in your community where you live in Finland? Not online, but your face-to-face community. Do you know the neighbors? Do the, do the, do the kids go out and play together? If, so, if, if your neighbor three miles down is, it gets sick, does everybody go and help out? Talk, make, talk to me about a day in the life of a community member in Finland, face-to-face community. What's it like? Well, the community I have around me is pretty exceptional here in Finland, or especially in the south of Finland. I think there's even differences, like the higher you go, the more they are like closer to each other because the distances grow a lot. Um, but where I live, like my closest community is basically the hill I live on. There's nine houses on this hill, of which two are on the other side of the street and seven of us are on the same side. We talk to each other, we know each other. There's in each house, there's two apartments. So there's 14 families, of which in every single family, there are kids. And all of the kids play together outside. They know each other. They basically all go to the same school. Um, so it's it's very exceptional because many communities in Finland actually need the online communities because this is going to sound like a joke, but sadly, this is not. This is actually true. But you know how in Friends, they have the hole where they look into like who's behind the door? Well, Finns look into that if it's safe to go out of the door. Like if you don't see anyone there, then you can head to the elevator or go down the stairs. But if you see someone moving, you actually wait before they go. Because that's, that's how they work here. Like when when we had the restrictions because the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. nothing changed because no one's talking at the bus stop anyway. It <laughs> <laughs> made, made for an easier transition at least. Yeah, like if something we became closer together because two feet was closer than the four feet that we usually stand apart. Like people will actually stand in, in the in the snowstorm rather than stand next to a stranger or talk to someone. Like the fun thing I like to do is to smile at people in the city and just say hi. And they're like, <laughs> and they're not gonna- They don't know how to react. They don't know how to react. But we have a really exceptional community here. And the online communities help with that a lot. Cause there's, honestly, there's been so many connections, which cause I'm, I'm from South Germany. I mean, the bakery near my dad knows that I'm coming three weeks before I get there. Right? So so the community there is very different from here. Um, but because of online communities, people reach out, they get to know people. I don't even know how many hundred stories I've heard um, that people ask if there's someone with kids in this age range and this and this and this neighborhood and they got together and they have become friends after that 
So the Finnish people really need the online communities to support the face-to-face -face communities. I actually, you know, I think the whole world needs that, but there are obviously some places on the planet that need it more than others. Austin, hello. He said hello. What's up, Austin? Uh, I have a I have a meeting with Austin this afternoon because he he him and I did a podcast a couple of years ago on the Donut House. Yeah, he did. I and, remember. Yep, and I think it's time to do another one, Austin. We'll talk about it this afternoon because I think we've got to do a catch up should, podcast. I think you should ask Austin to bring the food. Well, that's the deal. I mean, I didn't I didn't tell because you helped me create the Donut House. I didn't require it from you, but anybody that I think put it I I think I put it on the the Donut House description the other day that the way the podcast works is uh, it's an honor to talk to anybody that has something to say that's positive loving uplifting emotionally supportive whatever talk about community or all of whatever the things are that you want to talk about and the deal is is that if you bring the donuts i'll bring the coffee good that's how it works so and i'm a bavarian cream donut guy so when you talk to the donut person about what the kind of donuts you want as for Bavarian cream. So, um, what was your first online community experience? How did you land in a community? Was it on Facebook or MySpace? Yeah, I, I actually saw uh, a note that you're going to ask this question. I had, had to go deep into my thoughts and try to remember what was my first community yeah. I was in. And I think it was way back when we had our first internet connection at home because there was this um, website of a local radio station and they had this chat room or they had like many chat rooms. Like you could choose the building you wanted to go into. And I always clicked myself into the same building. And then there was always the same kind of, like a few of the same kind of comp people on there that used to go there every day um the internet back then worked very differently like during the time i was in the chat room nobody could call out at home because you know it was a dialogue connection mm -hmm. don't, don't pick up that. the phone don't pick up the phone i'm online and the sound that it made when it connected was the worst and you always had to turn off your loudspeakers mm -hmm. And your loudspeakers would know when your cell phone is about, about to ring. That We go way back to that mm. time. Like basically black and white phones. Um, <laughs> and that was my first community. I was like, I don't know, 13, 14? And I was hanging out with these people. And we actually met at some point because we all lived in the same city and this kind of thing. But that was the first community. What? When we talk about, my son made a comment. Which is very cool, but I don't want. I want to talk about your first community first. The um, besides the fact that it was really cool to be connected in some way to other people on this computer thing, what attracted you, or what made you feel comfortable, or what what was cool about why that community? Why not the other community? Was there something that was unique about those first communities that you said, "Wow, this is cool"? Besides, forget the fact that okay, we can connect with other people and all that, which was back then. For those of you yeah. that are that are really young, you don't understand the difference. Who's that? Your son, your daughter? Yeah, yeah. He just showed me his artwork. He's making a drawing of a. Let's see it. It's not ready yet. So, okay. so he was just like, "Tell him I need. Tell him Hal needs to see it when it's done." 
Yeah, I will. I will send you a picture when it's cool. done. Cool. Okay. So, but what? What? When you got into one of these communities early on, what was like? What made you feel at home? What? Were, what did you like about it? Like, like with every space, you know, it's always the people. No matter a space is just a space. No matter if it's your living room, if it's the lobby, if it's a coffee shop, it's the, it's just a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be a nice place. But obviously, you're not going to get attached to it unless there's people you can connect with. So more than anything, surprise, surprise, the, the communities I collect with the most are the communities where I found the people that are somewhat on the same level crazy or tend to have the same things in mind. That's what we still do today. By the way... Since you mentioned MySpace, do you think Tom is still online? I don't know who Tom is. Tom was always online on MySpace. I had MySpace for like six months. And, you know, it's funny. We were joking around like six or eight months ago. Somebody somebody mentioned MySpace somewhere. I'm like, I used to have a profile on MySpace. So I go to MySpace. Just to mess around. I- and I didn't know my username. I didn't know my password. I had, you know, what my email address was. I started sending messages to the support people over there. They sent me my username. Once I got my username, I said, I had no clue what my password was. This is like, you know, 19, whatever. But anyway, they sent me my password. And I instantly got incredibly grateful for Facebook because we didn't know what we didn't know back then. We didn't know the technology that we would get. From places right. like Facebook over these last years, you know, Tom oh, is the cr- Anthony, my son me. Anthony. Tom is the creator of MySpace, bro. He was automatically on everyone's friend list and was always online. Yeah, but I yeah. wonder if he's on still. I don't know. I don't know. I might. I might pop if on there one your, day. If you have your profile, because I don't have my passwords nor my usernames or whatever so i can't check so you do the checking let us know if tom is still online i'll do my best before i lose it first up umang says so nice to see both of us love to see you too you and i have to do a podcast umang reach out let's set something up um (laughs) anthony my son who has his own podcast about the national football league he's an expert at it he goes live every tuesday night you can find a link on my page. It's called Breaking Walls, Deflating Balls Podcast. And it's not for children. It has adult content. It's like a bunch of guys talking about football. But anyway, that's yeah. English football. And it's your kind football. of football, right? It's not our kind yeah, No, of it's not soccer. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he says it's amazing how many people you can think of over the years that have said, oh, I haven't seen this person in years, and I just reconnected with them on Facebook. Facebook community brings people together and also re- reconnect people that may have never been able to before. I like that. Yeah, and it's like true. That. And yeah, it's it like is. that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, okay. Facebook well, actually changed it because, you know, it used to be like before Facebook, if you said, I met this person online, you'd go like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, was that one of those dating things or something? Ooh. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Facebook normalized that. Because I think because of community and how it's the communities have mission focuses. Yeah. Um, What was your first leadership role experience that you can remember on Facebook in a community when you were a moderator or an admin 
on Facebook. Yeah, what kind of community was it? And, and why you? Um, well, before I started the community that became my job, I had this, um, I had this group for daycare nurses because before I started working as a community manager my kids were way smaller I was a lot younger as well um uh, we had I was working as a daycare nurse because I didn't approve of any kindergarten close to where I lived so I decided like okay what the hell I'm gonna do it myself um and then I, I realized really quickly that even though our city isn't big, but, you know, there's one working here and the next one's working there and the next one's working there. And it's really hard to connect because we obviously all have the kids during the day as well. So I, I started the community and and we had um, some exchanging about ideas like meal prepping, all the crafts, um, like you know, trips to take the kids with, like day day trips. Like for example, let's meet on that side of the city and that park and that one has a park that we could all sit in. So that kind of stuff. That was my first um, group. Was that community safe and welcoming? Was there a common? You already talked about the common bond for all the members, but what what was the what was the tone? You know that. What was the tone of that community? If you could, well, if you could put it, it with was more like a work. Yeah, it was more more like a work community. So, so not really that active. And we had less than thirty members, and we didn't want any new members. But it was we we wanted a Facebook group because it was a place where we could share pictures, videos if needed. We didn't do videos at that time that much because I don't know if you remember how the videos look like 10 years ago. Mm. You couldn't see a thing because there was just a pixel. Yeah, yeah. no quality. <laughs> it was weird. But yeah, we had pictures and we had notes. We, we loved notes, by the way, around that time. And for some reason, because probably because we didn't have that many group tools at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The posts were like awkward, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. really awkward. Yeah, but yeah, that was my first group. Why? Why does? Where? What's the value in in a member or members of a community engaging with each other, curating oh, their own content? You know, not just admin or mod team to member, but member to member. What? What's, where's yeah, their value for the I member that's really, doing it and for the listener? I actually had a really good chat about this topic uh, a couple of weeks back. I had an interview with a magazine and, and we started talking about it. And their um, theme for the interview was volunteering. It was like, I don't know if many people actually realize it, but they should realize it, that while they are part of any online community, every time they answer a question, they post a comment, or they post, they create a post, they're actually volunteering for the community. They're giving a lot of valuable things to that community, and people don't see it. They, they will write a resume and never mention all the 
the things they've done in different communities or learned. So so that's why I really hope that is going to change in the future, that people are going to realize how much they are helping out in different communities just by engaging, commenting, answering the questions, you know, in hobby groups and mom groups and even in local groups, you know, like neighborhood groups. There, there's someone who's going to ask like, hey, what do I do when blah, blah, blah. And then someone's going to reply, contact that person or go there. That's volunteering right there. What part, what part does the admin play in curating that, that, that member to member connection? It doesn't the admin have a, an opportunity. I don't want to say it's a responsibility, even though I want to say it's a responsibility. What responsibility does the admin team or the mob that's managing the feed take and to, to curate that type of content? Well, they have the ability to to show what the tone is in the group. They're like the DJs of a party, you know? Mm-hmm. If the DJ decides to, to play really dark music, it's going to be a whole different vibe than if they're going to play, I don't know, the hits of the 80s or or the best party bops. So, so I think the community manager, the admin, is the DJ of the group. The one who sets a tone, who shows an example, who um, comes up with things that might be interesting for the community, that keeps the spark up. You know, like if yeah. there's a slower song and, and people start getting a little bit tired, for example, there comes the next bop and they turn the party up again. So that's what the community manager does. Do you think that that concept of, of the DJ for the community, the admin, the orchestra leader or something like that, do you think that's a common, pretty much a common thread on all types of communities, no matter what the, the mission or purpose is? Yeah, it could be. And it should be. I mean, Why? Why should it be? Well, I don't see any good reason why there should be a community where nobody is taking care of the community and and making sure that everyone feels safe, making sure that there's content in the community the community members get excited about or that there's um that there's connections between the members. It might be hard in the beginning for the members to engage with each other. So sometimes they need a little bit of help, you know, kind of like what teachers do at school, like, oh, you need a pair of scissors? Well, go ask your friend if maybe they can lend you a couple of scissors, you know, this kind of stuff. If you had, if, if community, if a community manager was a cake, what would the ingredients be for the delicious, really wonderful, delicious, amazing community manager cake? What, what if I want to be a community manager? What, 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 what do I want to strive to learn or grow or build in my how I manage community? What's like really important things that I need to know? Well, first of all, you need to care about the community. There is not like if you don't care. It doesn't really matter. Everything else doesn't really matter. If you don't believe in the community, you can have the best kind of easy content, like content for the community. 
But if you don't really care, if you don't really care who's in it, who's going to answer it, you're not going to, or if somebody answers, posts a comment, you're not going to comment back. That's like walking to a store and you see there's a person working there. And when you ask the question, they don't reply. Like it, it's the connection doesn't exist if you don't care and if you don't believe in the community. But but then you have to have empathy. You have to have people skills. Uh, obviously, you also need to have like if you go further, you have to think in a strategic way. So you can, you know, the community is most likely going to change. It's going to grow. It's going to develop in a certain way. So so you need to do that at the same time. I mean, here, here to grow. So you need to keep on growing. You need to realize that in some jobs, you can say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm done. I'm, I'm really done. Uh, now I know everything there is to know about this job. Mm-hmm. In community management, you need to realize you're never done. You're going to constantly keep on learning because the world around you changes. Mm-hmm. People change. I mean, if you just look back 10 years, people and communities are totally different. Like if you started a community 10 years ago, it would work in a totally different way than now. Because people consume the social media in different ways. So you need to constantly evolve. Theo said, thank you for tuning in, Theo. Are there skills or lessons that you gained as a community manager that have impacted your personal life? Let's reverse it. Where we early on we talked about how your local community form, formed you in ways to manage online communities. Reverse that. How is your experience with online communities affected? Has it or is it affecting your face-to-face community? Great definitely. question. De- great question, by the way. Um, definitely. I mean. You can't grow just on a digital side. Um, But through everything, what I've learned in community management, of course, it impacts how every time when I see a person, uh, you know, you learn more in social skills, you, you learn more about project management. There's so many different skill sets depending on what your strengths are. So they are most likely going to change you. Yes. What do you tell people that are not very familiar with with Facebook and community management when they say, oh, oh, what do you do on Facebook? You do what? Okay, yeah, whatever. I go there to look at silly cat pictures. I don't understand what you do. What do you do do on Facebook? What do you do, Tina? What do you do online? You're not there checking funny cat pictures, although we see some really funny cat pictures, not to discount them, or dogs that sing in a tuxedo or whatever, you know, is important to you. What do you do? Well, there's someone who's still not, there's actually not that many people who are not in, you know, who are fully unaware of what Facebook communities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for example, my mom, she doesn't have Facebook. Thank God. She doesn't have Facebook. So she doesn't understand my job at all. So basically what I tell her is we have 
13,000 moms who are in the same room and I have to make them try to like each other. <laughs> so so that's what she imagines it like. But but it's basically I would say it's a it's a neighborhood that exists online and I try to make them connect, empower, and also I'm trying to support them. So that's what I'm trying to do. But that's my NGO side. If I would work, like if my full-time job would be basically anything else than an NGO, my reply would be very different. What's an NGO? It's a nonprofit organization. And this is about moms. Yeah. So the organization is for families, actually. So. And what is for families what, and kids. What's the purpose? Families. What's the mission? The mission is to support and empower families, kids, and youth. And we have a lot of different services that are for different target groups. And my job is to take care of the digital community and we call it a digital meeting point for moms. Chelsea Lynn said exactly how her how her husband and her reconnected after not seeing each other since then. He added me and now we're married. Yeah. Well, that's well, sweet. Well. I love that. That's absolutely amazing. I love that. Um, how many communities you admin and moderate for i know not exact because i don't i don't think any of us know exactly i've tried counting a couple times and it's it's dozens well, i mean it's insane well i saw this question for uh, like before we started chatting yeah, as well yeah. and i think the correct answer would be like actively like as a job i am uh, managing or moderating seven communities maybe 10 if you count if you you know if you make it separate like from the group page and instagram then it would mm -hmm. be maybe 10 but that is active like somehow paid um moderating and managing to top that off we, we of course we have like i don't know how many groups so i'm not gonna count those but i'm gonna count those active groups if i had to if you had to guess just guess how many yeah. groups are you a member or an admin or a moderate? How many groups are you in? I I, oh, and by the way, I found the limit of how many I groups checked, you can be in. Last time I checked was like nearly two years ago. I think it was like 800 groups. What? 800 groups? Yeah. Oh, but my God. So you know exactly where the unfollow button is, right? <laughs> yes, I know. But there's a lot of communities that... I completely forgot they existed. Mm -hmm. And now after, to be completely honest, after the at everyone tag started, mm -hmm. I've unfollowed each and every community <laughs> that started using that. And I'm like, what is this community? I don't know I'm a part of this. And then I just, you know. This, this, that's a perfect answer to the transition to the next question, which is how do you balance face-to-face -face life and online life? You've got your neighborhood, you've got your partner, you've got two wonderful children. Uh, I know that, that that you guys do sleepovers several times a year where all the kids from the entire country of Finland will come over and sleep over. 
yeah. How do you balance all that and and be like this incredible community manager and group member online at the same time? Where how do you where do you put it all? You are actually there for the process where I transitioned from feeling like I need to be there all the time, then slowly realizing I can say no, and then actually hiring a team. So I'm fortunate to have paid moderators who take care of the group. So I can actually, you know, say like, okay, kids, you know what, we're going to go for a day trip today, and I'm going to leave my phone at home. Okay, I'm not going to leave it home, but I'm not going to check Facebook once. I'm just going to take pictures because, you know, I have to do that. I'm the one who takes pictures. Um, <laughs> but yeah, before I used to be online and I felt like I needed to be there all the time, which was really exhausting. And now um, for the past couple of years, also because there has come new opportunities, you know, when you're working for another community, you can't be online and the other one as well at the same time. So you need to learn how to prioritize and self-manage your time and your energy. So, um, yeah, I have times I don't check. Like now I even have weekends where I maybe pop into the community like once, but I'm not online there for longer than an hour. Have you ever experienced burnout online too much, too fast, out of unmanageable? <laughs> And have to step back to a degree. Did you ever experience that? I'm not sure. And I'm not sure is your like as honest answer as it gets. Like I've had periods of time where I felt there's too much going on. And I felt like I just needed a day to stare at my roof. <laughs> or, you know, not even move at all. But I'm not sure if it's because, you know, I bounce back after a day and I'm like, OK, I'm good. What are we doing now? But <laughs> but what I think um, without realizing it that much, I think that a couple of years back, I did have some kind of burnout because I was doing everything alone. I was the only person hired to be the community manager and I was managing it all. I was working every evening, every weekend throughout the day I was the only paid person for the community and that was exhausting and when I learned to give responsibilities to different people and and also just make peace with the fact even if someone messes up the world is gonna keep on spinning who cares so yeah what um <laughs> I mean, I know that I don't. I don't know that. I think I've, I'm. I'm. I had a similar experience with you because I, I I've gotten lessons over the years that, to look for symptoms of mm -hmm. burnout. You know, like uh, in, in face to face life, it was yelling at a tree. I mean, that's no how. That's not normal. People don't normally yell at a tree. Something else is going on. Maybe it's time yeah. to look at it. Not look at the tree, but look at why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? Why am I overly tired laura is here hello laura we're doing it we're, you're another person we need to get together with and we have to do a podcast laura for sure hey christine uh, 
A lot of people checking this. Pretty cool. I got to watch yeah, what I, I, I have to. I have to be careful what I put on my profile. People watch me. Ooh, <laughs> I get in trouble. But anyway, so I really wanted to talk about, you know, um, symptoms of burnout is like over for me getting overly frustrated when I, you know, somebody makes a, a yeah, mistake so I, and I so flip many, out. No. Yeah. And there's different ways of experiencing burnout. I mean, it can be just the feeling there's too much. Mm-hmm. And the need for, you know, closing the world away mm-hmm. for a second. Then there's that. You get frustrated or you're angry. You don't have the temper for anything. You just lose it completely. And mm-hmm. then there's one that I think I've had several times with, without even realizing it, but that I overachieve the whole time. I just keep on doing and I can't stop doing. Like, the worst thing I can imagine is to sit down and not do anything. And I feel constantly guilty of not mm. doing. And and that kind of thing I do have. But since I also have ADHD, I bounce like really easily. Um, but yeah, I've need, I had to learn tools on how to self-manage myself and my time and my energy. Do you have somebody in your life, you don't have to mention who, it doesn't matter unless you wanted to. Do you have somebody that one person in the world, whether it's online or face-to-face, where you can go and you can sit and tell them, I had a crappy day today. This is just, just like, I need a break. I need, I need a friend. I need, a, I need somebody to like share with. Do you have a person like that? Oh, I'm so lucky to have a lot of people like that in my life. And, and even more happy to have a couple of those right in this neighborhood um they also realize they they read me like a book like just by reading a message on on messenger they will realize like okay so she's in her people hating phase so we're not gonna check in for three days and after that she's fine or when if i get really quiet they know there's something up and they will show up like one person who lives in my neighborhood, um, when I was doing my last training session for the learning group, which was like one of the hardest days in the past couple of years, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of emotion in that community. Oh, yeah. And, and while I was training, um, I left the door a bit open because Jonathan was playing outside so he can, you know, go back and forth without ringing the doorbell. And she had dropped by. And she brought me a bottle of wine, sweatpants, some chocolate, and a card. And I still have the card here because it brings me energy every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of those people in my life. And I, and I try to show them I care as much of them as they care of me every week. I know not everybody does have those kind of people but i hope you will find that person how do you um we know that we know that community is a living breathing thing it's not it's not static yeah it's 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 dynamic and it's makeup and it's membership and it's tone and it's need for nurturing by the admin team and so forth how do you how do you deal with change maybe change that you don't like but it's changed nonetheless you know what i'm talking about 
I know what you're talking about. And it depends a lot. There's, it's a process. It's like mm-hmm. you get on a roller coaster. You know, there's parts of the trip that are easier where you can laugh. You can just, you know, remember how the time was. There's parts where I go, oh, I'm scared of what comes ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, parts where like, oh my God, this hurts my stomach or whatever. So there's different moods. But I think the key thing to do and understand is to find the the way to listen to your own emotions and give space for each and every emotion. Um, you might need to want to, you know, I don't know, step back, disappear for a while, um, come back, whatever you need to do. I think you, your, like the inner voice in you will tell you what you need to do. Uh, but just, you know embrace it it's it's a process it's normal it hurts it brings you joy it makes you cry we just had um recently the anniversary of a day where i lost a team member um like not lost lost the person still alive and and has new adventures but we stopped being a team and it was sudden it was a shock and it took me months it took me months to bounce back from that and we never met in person <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just just an online friend but our team connected in so deep ways and we were more than a team we were like a group of friends so it hurt but we all needed the time i mean we've become closer in the past year than we ever was in it we're, were as a team but so it hurt we needed some time so yeah, just take yeah. your time. I think I think for for community and you know we we you and I we lead communities. A lot of us do. There's millions of admins on on Facebook. Um, we lead communities, and we're always so concerned, rightfully so, in taking care of our members as yeah, a community, yeah. the, the followers, the members, the people that that we take care of. And for me, there have been times where my team they're a community also they're living yeah. breathing people also and we work yeah. all the time to support our members well i really need to make a conscious effort on a regular basis to support the community the that's managing the community which is my team yeah, we're definitely. people too we're not machines you know thank yeah. god there's never going to be a machine that can replace the human interaction between an admin team and an engaged respected and cared for members in the community. And we hope, we for, I do, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but we we have to take care of our team also. And it's not just yeah. a matter of thank you, which is important, you know? We, we, we're, we're, we're having about eight minutes left and I have like five it, minutes it, worth of, it's, it's, I think team, managing a team is like mm-hmm. managing the community. You need to care. It's the little things, you know, it's the little hellos, it's the, it's the little gifts. It's, I mean, we have our waving stuff and, and all the communities we have in common. We all have, all of those communities have different things mm-hmm. that might not make sense to anyone else, but it makes sense to the members of that community. Mm-hmm. The, um, a, a silly story. 
I'll show. I, I thought about sharing this a couple of times during this, this, this talk, so I'm going to share it now. Um, I belong to an organization that um, meets online, and we have regular meetings, just like this, except there's a bunch of people in it. And as you know, they have this thing on Zoom. I don't know if it's only on Zoom, but it's online called Jazz Hands. We go like this. Yeah. And that's like, a thank you. Thank you for sharing that or whatever it is. So, so we, this all got invented, I guess, during the pandemic where everybody was all of a sudden waking up meeting. Everybody that met couldn't meet face-to-face -face anymore. So they're meeting on Zoom or virtual platforms like this. So they, we all learned how to do jazz hands. Well, this dear friend of mine um, who went to a face-to-face, -face, very large event for the same community, but it was face-to-face. -face. And at the end of the speaker's talk, she stood up and did jazz hands in the face-to-face -face meeting, which I thought yeah. was absolutely hysterical because we were used to, you know, how we interact here virtually. Yeah. And now you're just oh, thrown yeah. back into the face-to-face -face world, right? Yeah. Yeah, but and those moments, those are like the tiniest little moments that bring the community closer. I mean, yeah. what I have to ask, because you mentioned the pandemic time, two questions. At what point, when you thought about you being an adult, did you realize that you're going to be sitting in front of a computer and waving at it? I still, I mean, think, I'm, I still think I'm in denial about that. <laughs> I don't think I've accepted that yet. I don't know. Honestly, like, we were all so relieved we got back to the face-to-face -face meetings. Like, mm -hmm. after all of the Zoom calls we were in, and it feels like, you know, I've even heard that the pandemic years don't count. So you can just, you know, take off a couple of years from the age you are at because, you know, we were just basically Zooming all the time. But the thing I noticed I miss, especially in face-to-face -face meetings, like if you're sitting like, I don't mean like chatting with a friend, but I mean like sitting in a meeting room and actually having a meeting. You know what I miss? The mute button. You, re you sit in a meeting and you just realize that you you can't put <laughs> off your camera and just mute yourself or you can mute someone else <laughs> and look really interested yeah. about what they yeah. say. Yeah. Like normally if you're in a remote meeting and you don't care, you can just, you know, put off your video and I don't know, grab a coffee or go eat mm -hmm. something or I don't know what. I was in, we, that came up last night, Tina. I was in a meeting last night online before the, we, were, we were all hanging out in a Zoom room before the actual meeting started. And that's where this person shared about using jazz hands in a face-to-face -face meeting. And everybody's laughing about it because she was like very lighthearted about it. And I said, I asked, I asked like the five, I think it was like five or six or seven or eight people in the meeting at that point. And I said, I want to, I have a question for everybody. And, and my question is, how many times since the end of the pandemic have you sat in a face-to-face -face meeting wanting and hoping for a mute button? Yeah. And everybody left because it was really true. Even if it's just to mute myself while I'm, um, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know, you know, whatever. Something and and you, you don't want to react to it, but you, you mute yourself and then you go like, are you kidding me? To yourself. I'm like, going to give you a story that, that is really fun and lighthearted. Um, some people could consider it embarrassing, but it's not because, you know, I'm old and I don't care. Um, well, I do. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, I when, 
when I got hired to manage the certification program, learning group and certified group, I was when I got notified about it, Kara called me and said, Congratulations. And I was like running around the house like I won the lottery. It was a dream come true. And that day I happened to be wearing, and you can you can talk to Lorraine, my wife, about this, she'll verify it. I happened to be wearing some a pair of sweatpants. They're Stewie family guy Christmas sweatpants. So I made them my good luck sweatpants. Okay. So for a long, long time, I'm not willing to admit how long, when I went to work meetings at work, okay, <laughs> thanks, I saw that, um, I wore those good luck sweatpants. They're like pajama sweatpants, okay? Stewie family guy Christmas sweatpants. And I said, I'm never, and they're old, they're like 10 years old, and they're falling apart, and they're raggy, and they're just like really disgusting. But, yeah. The, yeah. but there were good luck things, right? So I think I was in a meeting with Kara. I think it was Kara. And we have one-to-one meetings. She's my, she was my manager. And she said something about something in my background. I forget what it was. It was like a year ago or 18 months ago. Oh, no, like and you got up. And I stood up. Okay? Because I wear, like, my meta, my meta work shirt. And you look official, right? But just to let you know... Because I will never throw them away. They're at hand all the time. Here's my Stewie family guy sweatpants. So once I stood up and went back, I think she, she wanted to see a poster or one of the one of the dream catchers or something. I forget what it was. But as I walked back to my desk here in, in, in the guest bedroom office, I saw me in the camera. And I realized that, oh, crap, I'm wearing my Stewie family guy Christmas yeah. Work with my manager. Work and, and pajamas, right? I'm like yeah. sweatpants. I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> she, she sort of like you can tell she saw it. Yeah, you can tell she saw it. So I, I said, I'm sorry. She goes, no, of course. I said, yeah, my good luck. And I told her the whole story about you know when I got hired, I was wearing and so the, then my like my good luck, you know, sweatpants. So be yeah. careful what you wear during a meeting. I know, I know. I mean, we had a couple <laughs> meetings at work um, where our manager just decided like, oh, you know what? It would be fun if we just all got up and just, you know, do a short exercise. And then you see people putting off their cameras because they're, not <laughs> they're wearing something really embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, we're at time, but I have like three or four quick questions that are like, I saved Go it to the end because they're really the most difficult ones to ask. Yeah. Okay. You had a tough week this week. Weekend's here. It's Saturday and Sunday. You're going to sit down with your partner or your best girlfriend, guy friend. You want wine, beer, coffee. What's your favorite drink to, to wind down and relax after a tough week? What's your favorite go-to? Depends, actually. Um right now it's really cold and it's dark and it's wet and it's just it's not like a wine kind of weather it's more like let's have a cup of tea or um we have this um christmas drink over here it's called gluggy 
<laughs> which is kind of like a hot juice, but a okay. spicy juice. Goes, goes um, along with the mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I would probably have, you can have it with or without alcohol if you want to. I always love the non-alcohol one because I don't like the, the, the taste of alcohol in, in the juice. Um, but I would probably go for something like that. Okay. Of, if it's a hot day in the summer, then I would go for a wine, probably. You have the opportunity to sit down for an hour or whatever for a period of time with any human being <laughs> alive or past doesn't matter okay anybody on the planet alive or dead yeah. who would it be and what would you ask them you asked me this question before and a long time ago yeah i stuttered and, and i was like oh my god how do i make the choice and what do i say because there's a lot of people you know what i have an answer for you huh I would meet with with um Doctor Who. You know why? Because with Doctor Who, we could travel in time, back and forth to anyone. We could have a meeting together and just meet random people throughout the history. So I would meet with Doctor Who. I love that. You only have an hour, but you, maybe you can make that hour in, indefinite because yeah, but in it's time, Doctor time Who. Travel, you, you know. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. Um. You won a. This is my last question. You won a. You won a vacation. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. And two weeks there, with or without your family, that's irrelevant. Where are you gonna go? Ah, uh, this is a hard one as well because Iceland. As you know, no. <laughs> as you know, I live in a different country. Like no matter where I'm at, I'm always missing half of my family. Because one half is here with me and the other one is in Germany. So I would either say, you know what? We're going to go to my dad, which is not even a vacation for me. I know <laughs> how stressful it would become <laughs> really fastly. But I miss those dorks every week. Um, so that would be something I would love to do. Uh, or we would um if it would be in the midwinter where i <laughs> i question every life cho choice i ever made by staying in finland i would probably just head somewhere to the beach and and let the sun shine into my face for two weeks in a row tina help you are a dear 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 friend I care for you immensely and maybe one day a dream could come true and we could actually get a face-to-face -face hug because I know yeah. that I would cherish that to the end of time. So I want to thank you for this hour. Um, thank you for the Donut House graphics. Thank you for everything you did in supporting thousands <laughs> of certified community manager candidates in the learning group. Thank you for putting your heart and soul into community. Thank it's you. really, really important. And I cherish every minute I've spent with you and will in the future. Thank you for everything. And for everybody that watch, uh, please make a comment. Please follow the podcast channel. There'll be a link. And um, yeah, I, I don't want this. I don't want this. Roxana said goosebumps. Yeah, we yeah. have them all. The, we have them all the time, don't we? Yeah, we have those all the time. Yeah, I think they I think they invented the cares emoji for for us. 
Because I remember when that emoji came out, we were throwing it like this. You see, you see what I got? I got the care. Yeah. I have a cares somebody emoji beach ball. It. Yeah, somebody actually threw it at you. <laughs> That's right. That's a fact. Um, thank you for everything. Hugs. Thank Tell you. Jonathan Hugs. to finish that, that artwork because I want to see it. And, no, uh, he's still painting. I can send you a picture of it as soon as it's done.